Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes this morning. We have our evening with medium events coming up on April 24th, August 28th, and December 4th. Tickets are on sale at the website bysarlow.com, so make sure you grab those before they go. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. Those are roughly 10 to 15 minute shows. There is a series of five and we do them each month, the very first week. The very first show in each series is available for free on the website by sarlo.com. The remaining four are now available at a website called patreon.com backslash by Sarlo. Those are about spiritual and emotional intelligence, and we do those to give you a toolkit. For emotional intelligence and intuitive intelligence. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have gift certificates and personal sessions available at the website by sarlo.com. Those sessions can be experienced from anywhere in the world via Skype, FaceTime, telephone, Zoom, and now WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. And yes, we are wearing very bright colors. It is February and we just thought we would spruce up the show a bit. Okay. Um, and we also wanted to thank everyone. If you're listening early uh, on YouTube because you've joined us on patreon.com, you have early access to these shows. If you're listening like a regular human being on our website, bysarlo.com, on your favorite listening platform, um, we don't care how you got here. We're just thankful you did yeah. and that you're interested in staying. So thank you everyone for your support. Mm-hmm. Good? Yeah. Okay. Tell me all about it. Today's show is um, in regards to children. It's a mom that um, called in for a session, and we did it over Zoom so we can see each other in case people don't know what Zoom means. It's like Facebook and um, FaceTime. Uh, Did I say that right? Facebook? Messenger. Is that where you actually see each other, Kelly? You can do video chat via Facebook. Okay. So... I guess I'm trying to give people an idea of what Zoom is in case they haven't heard it. It means that we can see each other no matter where she is in the world. And I'm going to say at the beginning of this show, as we do most every show, we have changed the names of the people involved to protect their identity. Um, Do you want to pick a name for her? Shelly. Okay. So the mom is Shelly. And I don't even remember what country she's calling from. So even I, better for I'm, identity. Yeah, I'm just going to leave that be. Um, she came in and asked in her session if it could be what she referred to as an open session in regards to her children. And she said, I'm just going to give you their first name and you can do it in any order that you want. And I said, that would be fine. And that I could go open or that she could direct it at any time. And that you and I do check-ins with people all during their sessions, even if they're just half an hour long, to make sure that their needs are being met. Because if it's going to be an open session, you and I could say everything that the spirit world wants us to say. And some people might think, oh, then that will meet all of my needs. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, and, and I will say something, sometimes it does. And then people add on more. And wait till the end of the session and think, well, once it's over, I'll start asking questions. And that's why we do check-ins. For the people that believe that the time to begin asking questions is when it's over. Which makes no sense, but it happens. So I told her that I have a boy and a girl and she confirmed that she has a son and a daughter. And I'm going to make up the names once again. 
and I'm going to call her son Lincoln. So Grey's I, Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy? Just throwing it out there. Oh, okay. For all those fans. Um, so I asked her if there was any particular area with Lincoln that she wanted. And she said no to go open first. But he brought me straight into medical information. And I said, as soon as I pick up Lincoln's energy, I said, I have pain all over my body. And I said, I have um, a lot of pain in my throat, actually. And he says, that's one of his most recent pains. And she goes, am I supposed to tell you anything? And I said, yes, you can confirm things. But can I give you a little bit of information first? And then you can. And um, she said, yes. So I said that I had aches and pains all over that I had a headache at times, that I felt like I was burning or like on fire, but within, it was hard to explain, um, that I felt fluish at times, that I had no energy, and that sometimes I, I wanted to scream um, from the pain. And I said, so I feel like I'm screaming, but it goes on and on and on till I'm exhausted. And it seems to go on and on and on anyway, but I get out of my body because I don't want to be in it. And she goes, what? And I said, um, he's also got issues with like burning in the skin and um, feeling like his skin is on fire sometimes. And I said, like a fever. And I said, he says he has a fever. And she goes, oh, holy shit, Karen. She goes, he does have a fever and he just had surgery on his throat. And I said, okay. And I said, is that accurate about the pain all over the body? And she says, yes, he has leukemia. Mm-hmm. I said, I do not understand this. He's too small. I said, he, to me, it's like he's so tiny. And she says, well, yes, he's under a year. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, to be a human being. To be a human being, he's under a year. Mm-hmm. And he's going through more than what I can imagine. So then I said, okay, Lincoln, come on, sweetheart, you got to tell me something. <laughs> like, I appreciate that you're giving me all of your medical information, but I think your mom might need more than this because if I was your mother, I, I can't imagine where her thoughts are mm-hmm. and how frantic they might be moment by moment. So I said, what do you want your mom to know? And he says, well, I want her to know that her grandmother is dead. And I'm like, well, wouldn't she know that? (laughs) And he goes, yes, but it's going to be an affirmation because she's who I hang out with. And I'm like, oh, that is super cool. So I said, okay, I I will tell her that. I said, do you want anything else to go along with that? Because that's a great affirmation. And he says, yes. He says, I want her to know that while I can cry and scream and, and I'll say, be a baby, um, and and have these situ- these these pain and these issues, and she knows about them physically. I want her to know that I go off and I'm with my great grandma. So he so he goes right down G G G, great grandma, G G P on the page, great grandparent, and so I did, and so I put G G P on the page, maternal, so M in brackets for on her mom, like on her side, the mom's side. So I asked her all of that, and she said that 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 was correct. And you could literally see the anxiety just ooze out of her. Like you could literally see her face, like the stress in her face, 
change her skin. Like you could see how her eyes just, I don't know how to explain this, lose some of their sorrow or their anguish. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine if anybody's listening to this and has been through something remotely even similar to this, they might sit and go, yeah, I get the look. Yeah, I understand the body. And how the like the muscles in the body change, her posture, her energy, everything changed. And I said, are you, are you okay, Shelly? And she goes, you have no idea. She goes, could you just go on? And I said, yeah. Do you have questions? Because there again is the opportunity to give her a chance to get in and say or ask and have her needs met in a different way that can be met if she's asking a doctor a question mm-hmm. or in a different way than if she's talking to a girlfriend or her mom or her partner or a therapist. And I don't want to take away anything that those people can give her in relief and help. I, I, I don't mean it in that way. I mean it's just different and that she needs every single one of us. So Lincoln comes in and says, my mom loses her shit when I start doing a particular scream where she thinks this is like he's in pain. And he goes, but I'm like, I'm making the sound because I'm raising my vibration to get out of my body. And I'm like, what? And he goes, well, I do a particular kind of scream and she wants to crawl up the walls because she thinks it's, it's, she cannot stand it because it sounds like I'm in agony. And I said, so what do you do? He goes, well, he goes, this isn't scientifically proven. He says, but I just want to say my version of this is that my, my chakras are changing. And he says, and I'm a, I'm a baby Karen. I don't have all the shit you guys have. And he goes, so I try to just, I just leave my body so that I can just be with my great grandma and do my thing. And he says, so I try to come out of my body and he says, and, and I, I try to follow my mom around and I see her go into the kitchen. When, I, when this occurs, she will go into the kitchen to keep herself busy. She can't go lay down on the bed. She can't go have a shower. She, she can't do things because she feels that if she's in the shower, that she can't get to me fast enough. But she can get into the kitchen and keep busy. She can't go into the bedroom to sleep because she can't calm down. So she picks the kitchen because she can get in there and do something. So she'll cook or she might even sit down and write. She might even sit, just turn the radio on. She'll figure something out to do in there, but she, it's her place to keep busy. And my dad knows that. So if my mom's super stressed, he'll know when that sound, when that sound comes out of me, mom's in the kitchen. And he goes into the kitchen and he'll stand behind her and put his hands on her shoulders and say, what do you need? Do you need to get out of the house? I can, I, I can handle it. It'll be my turn. So they try to take turns to give each other a break from the sounds that he makes mm-hmm. because of what it does to them. But he will say to her, I can't imagine what this is doing to you. You're breastfeeding. I can't imagine what your mom energy is doing. I'm dad, but I, I'm not lactating. 
He says, I can't imagine what this screaming is doing to you. You're the one that carried him and birthed him. You go for the walk. You get in the car and go to Twigs for a coffee. You do something and I will stay here. So he really tries to understand what his wife is going through on a different level. Because we are wired differently, biologically. And he is really trying to value that. This is really neat. We just had Karen Barnes on the show, as you know, and her show's airing in a couple weeks. Um, And she shares a really unique story, and I I won't spoil it, but this this baby deer is caught somewhere, and the mom can't help it, and it's crying. And... Mm -hmm. I'm I'm thinking about across across species because motherhood is is in all of us, um, the the panic, the frozenness, the helplessness that you feel when you feel responsible but can't tend to their needs, mm-hmm. and how this father and someone else in this deer's story is able to let the mom off the hook, give her her space, offer her her space, mm-hmm. and and take over. Mm-hmm. So that there, you you can still be someone who cares for the baby, but you are not traumatized into the point of not being able to do your job. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to be on a different level, Kelly, but I think about when I'm in Walmart or the mall or someplace public and I see a child losing it and I see the mom and the anguish that they feel and sometimes the shame or the embarrassment or just or the anger or the frustration or all the mixed up feelings or or the feelings of wanting to fix something for your child whether it's to stop an embarrassment or if it really is just how do i cope with this mm-hmm. and and how much as a person in society i wish i could go over and handle it differently than i do where i wish i could go over and say is there something i can do to help you with this but Sometimes not knowing if that's appropriate or not, mm-hmm. or if the person would just turn around and say, "Mind your own <laughs> blank you know, f in business or or whatever," and attack back instead of saying, "Yes, could you hold my purse, <laughs> or, or or could you just stand here with my other child while I while I do something with the baby or mm-hmm. whatever?" And yes, that would help me. Anyway, yeah. So this Lincoln comes through and explains the dynamics in the family. He explains the emotions. He explains to me how he knows how much his mom and dad love each other, how much they're trying to get through an extraordinarily difficult um, experience in life. And um, that sometimes he's out of his body. So he's, he's still making these sounds, but he's using it in a good way. So she just looked at me and she goes, oh my God, that totally changes everything. And I said, oh, what do you mean? And she goes, well, I've asked the doctors about it and they've told me that there's nothing I can do. It's, it's, I'm not being a negligent mom. Mm-hmm. It, like I'm feeding him. I'm, I'm, it's hard to believe when you hear the sound though. Yeah. Like, and so she says, well, I understand from a medical perspective that there's nothing else that I can do. The medication has been given, et cetera. Like, like that's all being taken care of. His emotional needs are being met. I'm loving him. I'm hugging him. I'm, I'm snuggling him. He's well-loved. So if you're telling me that this is what's going on, then I could let myself off the hook. And maybe just 
like send him love, be able to go into the kitchen, but not be so stressed out of my mind and still be able to do something. Or maybe now I can actually just go lay down and just know that his spirit is with my grandma. And actually, maybe I could just think of my grandma and him together and be okay. And I said, you certainly could try because that's what's happening. And he wants you to know that so that you're not as distressed. Mm -hmm. And then there's no way on earth that I would ever assume that I'm the one that's removing her, her stress. I'm saying that her child is trying to connect to her to help her with her stress. And I said, hey, and by the way, when you do lay down, one of the places that you, that you think about to de-stress is the ocean. I said, you've been on vacation with your family to the ocean, and it is your place to go. It is a particular beach and on, on a particular island that you visualize. And he says, he goes to this island and he visualizes this beach with you. And she's like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. And I said, well, that's what he says. And I said, is that correct? And she goes, it is. And I said, well, he says that he's actually going to scare the shit out of you when he learns to talk because he's going to be able to tell you that let's go to the beach now, mommy. And you're going to look at him and go, like, what? <laughs> Do you mean to the beach here locally? And it's actually going to mean to the beach that you guys went to, but it's your place to visualize. Mm -hmm. So he's going to give you a validation that he's known all about this. And if you take it as your cue, you're going to totally understand how connected you are. Or you can be dismissive of it and think he means the local beach. And you'll have your option. You'll have your choice. So he he does this wonderful thing for his mom to be able to give her some options, I'll say, in how she wants to see her situation. Oh, and then he says to me, um, my mom will take her hands, which tend to be on the cool side. He says, my mom has cool hands all the time. And sometimes like she'll even say to people, oh, let me warm these up first. <laughs> she tries to warm up her hands and she rubs them together. And he says, but because I will go into a fever with all of my treatments and my medications, she will actually take my, my um, sleeper off of me and my diaper and she will put her hands on my body to cool me down. And then when her hands feel as hot as my body, she'll remove them because I've warmed up her hands. And then when they go cool again, She'll put them back on a different part of my body to cool me down again. And she's noticed that this actually calms down his screaming. So sometimes wherever she is, she strips him naked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She'll lay him on a blanket and start putting her hands on his body to help him, to give him some relief. Part of the relief is the coolness of her hands. And part of the relief is energy healing. And she went, it's what? And I said, it's actually energy healing. I, and she goes, I don't even know what that means. And I said, well, when you put your hands on him, even though they're cool hands, you also say things to him in your head like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Lincoln, I love you so much. And that's energy healing. It's the intention of sending healing and love. And she goes, oh my God, I totally do this. She goes, you call that energy healing? And I said, I certainly would. 
I certainly would. And I said, so he's asking you to keep doing it, but he would like you to touch his feet to do it Mm. instead of on his body. Because when you hold the feet, you can do a whole body treatment. And currently you're just doing it like over the groin because that's where his rashes are or over his neck or over the back of his head where he has the rash. And she says, yes, that's where he has his rashes and his surgery. Um, And I said, but if you want to do a whole body treatment, you hold the baby's feet. And I said, and if you want to include the central nervous system, cross your hands so that you've got your left hand on his right foot and your opposite hand on the other foot. And I said, so you're doing like a cross section and it will run the circuits through the body. And she says, well, how would you know that? (laughs) And I said, well, because I have eight licenses in energy healing and I'm a certified teacher across Canada. And she went, what? And I said, would you like to learn how to do a treatment for your baby? And she goes, yes. And I, and I said, well, let's do it now. And she goes, don't you mean I have to call for another appointment? I said, absolutely not. I said, we're going we're gonna to do it right now. I said, we're going to make sure you have every tool that you can have because you're working so hard to be able to love your child and to be able to help it through its journey. And I said, so let's give you the affirmations that you're, what you're doing well. Let's talk about how beautifully you're connecting to your child energetically. Um, through love, spiritually, physically, mom-wise, everything possible. And if we don't have to worry about all of the terms, then it's just part of your human experience. And if we call it that, then we don't have to worry about what what it is in all the different forms. So we, we, we did that. And then she said, do you think you could do a few moments on my daughter? And I'll call her Meg. And I'm making Grey's that. Anatomy. Oh, okay. And I, Maggie. No, Meg. Oh, Meg? Yeah. Okay. That's Owen's sister. Okay. And I said, uh, we'll go, um, so we're going to call her Meg for the show. Now, she's older than her brother by a few years, and uh, but not a lot. Like maybe about, oh, she's verbal. So maybe by about three or four years. Um, and, I, and when I checked in with her, she said, um, Karen, I'm physically fit. She says, I do go to daycare, and she says, and I'm in school like part-time. So I'm thinking, oh, she must be under five at this point then. And she says, my mom's just checking in quickly with me so that I feel loved Mm -hmm. and that I'm not being left out because so much attention has to go to my brother. And that sometimes we'll be in the middle of a show and my mom will jump up and have to run over to see what's happening because he's screaming. And sometimes the scream is, he's just screaming. And sometimes it's a, oh my God, he's screaming and what do I do? And she says, and sometimes my brother will be in his third hour of screaming and mom just doesn't know what to do. So she's at wit's end and she can't concentrate, but she's sitting beside me and she's trying to pay attention to me, but she's, she really can't focus. And because I, my brother screams through the night, She's, they're not sleeping well, so she's sleep deprived. So she's also just in a constant state of fatigue. And she says, so I really want you to tell my mom that, I, that my soul understands all of this and that above all, I totally know that my mother and father love me. And I know that this will pass, that my brother's treatments will come to an end 
and that that we are all going to come out of this. We're going to be okay. And that in the meantime, I absolutely know I'm loved and cared for and that all of my needs are being met. My grandparents come over and take me out when mom and dad are too tired or they come and get my brother and I so mom and dad can stay in home and sleep or have a meal without one of us needing something. And she says, and I love going there. She says, please tell my mom, this is a quick check-in but I'm good and not to keep shaming herself. Hmm. And I thought, wow, isn't that beautiful? So I relayed all of that to Shelly. Man, Kelly, I, I just don't even know how to describe the next level of letting go stress. I, I just really, truly don't understand, because I have not been through that, the level of Shelly's stress and her husband's stress. Mm-hmm. And it took me to a whole new level of when I hear a kid screaming in Walmart. It took me to a whole new level of understanding when people are going through something. For me to have, I thought I had a level of empathy because of these gifts and everything, took me to a whole other level. To feel everything each one of them is going through and how hard they work to care for each other. And I thought, wow. Remember her leaving and thinking, wow, there are people that have way easier lives and don't even work one-tenth as hard as them. Mm-hmm. What's up with them? <laughs> now, that's extremely judgmental of me, I understand, but it, it did, it just sat with me. And, and I'm, I'm saying that because maybe there are people who are listening to the show today going, holy shit, that is me. I don't have sick kids. I don't have maybe any kids. I don't know. I have a dog that barks or whatever. And I I don't even have as much patience. I don't work nearly as hard on empathy or kindness or checking in with my spouse or being there for somebody. And I, I think her story of, of what they're going through really makes them extraordinary people. Yeah, on some... In so many different ways. Yeah. And there's yet there's no gold medal around their neck. There's no crown on their on their no, no bonus. Yeah, there's no bonus check coming in the mail. There's no uh, praise for a job well done. Like I just think it's so worth saying what some people's human experiences are and what extraordinary people they are. Mm-hmm. And it really makes me want to do better. Like it, it that like they just truly inspire me. When I hear this little girl, Meg, talk about who she is and how much her mom loves her, I think, wow. And I hear about how Meg is so patient with the screaming happening in her home, and that she just loves her brother. I don't think that I can begin to imagine. Um, what a session like this could do for Shelley uh, and, and what she could pull out of that that can give her relief or hope or um, a different perspective in, um, in some of those messages of, and, and visualizations. There were many things, if she wants to or has the energy to, I think it's remarkable that she had the energy to show up Mm-hmm. And and to be open, 
just like she goes to a doctor's appointment and is open to what they can suggest for his care or, or what they can suggest for her and how her and her husband keep showing up for each other to be open and that they're teaching Meg the very same thing and that surely they're going to teach Lincoln this as well. And I'm certain Lincoln will need it in life. So I, I, I hope... I hope that I have some impact and that the spirit world and I as a team have some impact for her that helps her. Mm-hmm. If there's a tiny bit, it's been a damn good day. Good for you. Thank you. Mm. I, know, I know how freely, freely in terms of spirit, freely in terms of generosity that you give those things to your mm. clients. I know it's not free from the expense of your own energy or free from you know, the expense of your own uh, physical feelings as you, mm-hmm. you use the mere touch, mm-hmm. um, but certainly in your willingness to do it anyway. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, when I look at Shelly, it's worth it. Yeah, and a fraction of, of what she's doing, as you've pointed out. Yeah, and, and I think, Kelly, that's part of the joy that I feel that when people say to me, how do you live with mere touch synesthesia? And and I often say, geez, if I wasn't able to use it with all of my gifts, gifts to help other people, I probably would just feel that it's a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I probably would just feel that it's it's something I am suffering with instead of feeling that it is something that has tremendous purpose and value. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if people have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Once again, we'll just say thank you to everyone, wherever you're listening from, whether you're on Patreon, um, you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, or you're watching us on YouTube. Um, please like, share, comment, post, review, anything that you can do, just a little bit of your time to sort of leave um, a trail of happiness. It helps us reach more people. So thank you and have a great weekend. Mm-hmm.